0: Coming up, ANA published guidelines in conclusion of 12 months' investigation into media transparency. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack, episode 35. Uh, big week this week. The ANA in the US have published their guidelines, which is the conclusion of 12 months investigation mm-hmm. uh, into, into media transparency in the US. Yeah, we're going to look at the key elements of that report and also assess the implications both from an advertiser and an agency. Mm-hmm. So. Great, all coming up in today's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich and it will be shorter than previous episodes we promise. Okay, so today we're just going to be focusing on the ANA uh, guidelines. So this week, the ANA published uh, the final component uh, of their reporting on the back of the investigation they've obviously been doing, which we've talked a lot about Mm -hmm. uh, in the US, into uh, agency practice around rebates and various non-transparent practices. Um, So this this acts really as conclusion to that whole initiative, the Mm -hmm. ANA uh, this has been a, a year's work for them, and you know, I have to say they've done a fantastic job. Really, of bringing to light some uh, kind of key issues in the industry, yeah. and actually leaving now behind some incredibly valuable assets.
1: Absolutely,
0: we're going to focus on on the guidelines, uh, which, as we say, is the final part uh, of of that project. Now, the guidelines, the first, the K two report that we talked about, which was. Uh, presenting all the evidence that they'd found during the investigation was heavily focused on agency behaviour. It's very kind of 90% of the content of that was really looking at agencies. Um, We've been very pleasantly surprised to see that the content of the guidelines is actually really focused on marketers and marketers' Mm -hmm. behaviour. It's at least kind of 60%, if not more, of the emphasis um, of this. So uh, we think it's... Good. The guidelines are good, they're fair, they're balanced, um, they're not too challenging for marketers, but they do present uh, just some good ideas about how they can improve yeah. behaviour. So let, let's I kind think, of dig I think into some of I those. I also think they're going to be really well received from the advertiser
1: community. Yeah. Um, so it offers two things, the report. The first is a set of three pillars yeah. that uh, advertisers should adopt. To establish stronger, more trustworthy relationships with their agencies, yeah. the first is uh, setting out a set of principles in terms of agency management. So, yeah. what they expect their agencies to do mm. in terms of contractual and transparency. Yeah. The second is they call it primacy, taking establishing primacy of the advertiser-agency relationship. Essentially, that just means taking back responsibility and yeah. accountability
0: yeah. in-house. Which we talked about a lot, is this, this idea that marketers should take more control over their Absolutely. media. And it yeah. is, it's, it's, it's inc- incredibly clearly stated that that is a, a
1: critical component of, yeah. of, of these guidelines. And thirdly, and, and very simply, it, it suggests that a code of conduct be uh, established between agency and advertiser. Yeah. And this code of conduct be signed by both parties and act as an addendum to the contract that they sign. Yeah. So, I mean, a really simple, nice way of, of establishing, I think, the platform for greater trust moving forward. Yeah. The second thing that it provides is a set of strategic principles or guidelines. Um, in critical areas. So uh, it, it addresses the issue of uh, the agency acting either as agent or principal yeah. and provides some very clear direction and recommendations as to how to uh, manage that situation. Yeah. It talks about the importance of contracts. It mm-hmm. talks about the importance of data management. It talks about the importance of uh, assessing uh, auditing rights. So it provides very clear direction for an advertiser that perhaps hasn't considered these things as to how they can perhaps
0: tighten up some of the contractual issues that have caused the problems that we find ourselves yeah. in at the moment. Yeah. And, that, and that's you know, in line, I think, with a lot of the narrative that we've uh, followed really for the last 12 months, I mean, and the, certainly I think every single media snack, I think I'm sure you're aware we've re- referenced this story at some point uh, along the line, uh, is marketers taking back more control and exerting rights on contracts and so much of the issues that were highlighted in the original report and now they're built, you know, guidelines are built around is really just a symptom of, you know, very weak contracts and rights and clients executing those rights uh, historically. So so the ANA very clearly in the guidelines here and they're talking publicly are Challenging their members, challenging all marketers mm. to now invest some time and resource in understanding how to be a better clients uh, for the agency, but also how to understand and champion the role of media internally within their business. Because we've seen too many brands think that you can spend, you know, and think of media, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of media investment. Being considered a spend, delegated off to the agency with very little oversight, mm. and that's something which is now kind of very clear in the report. And it talks about championing
1: and establishing a role for a chief media officer, yeah. which I think is a is a, a it's a brilliant title, and B it's a brilliant initiative. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we we often come across large organisations that spend inordinate amounts of money on media that have very junior, perhaps procurement people looking after media, mm. having somebody with an understanding of media, and uh, an appreciation of how to best get the most out of their agencies. Leading that and providing that governance and
0: leadership internally is absolutely critical. And I hope
1: more advertisers take that suggestion
0: on board. Yeah, exactly. And that sets them on a path, as we discussed last week, uh, you know, on a race to the top. As a marketer, if you've got somebody, uh, you know, very experienced, Good expertise, understanding in media within your team inside the company, you can set media as a you know lever for growth for your business, um, and you avoid this race to the bottom Absolutely. on cost, which has just created so many of the of the issues.
1: And from from the ad from the agency perspective, they welcome that as well because yeah. they have somebody within the client side that understands media that can champion strong strategic ideas that. Uh, is able to articulate uh, and converse with them in a language that you know, they're used to. Uh, so they would embrace that. They would encourage that, I'd imagine, to have a, a senior
0: stakeholder managing and providing leadership on media internally on the client side. Yeah. So, there, so as the original K2 report, yeah. there's the guidelines here, and there's also there was a nice little surprise as well that came with this, uh, which I don't think anybody was expecting. Uh, was a third asset, which is actually a contract template. Now, the ANA, I sat in the room when they announced back in Mm -hmm. May that they didn't have plans to create a contract template, but what they've done, and I think think it's a great thing that they've done, uh, is they have taken inspiration from the contract done in the UK by Isbar, Mm Uh, which we were party to, we, yeah. we talked about that before, um, and we, which we think is a really good asset available to ISBAR members. Um, the, and then the ANA have kind of built a customised version of that, appropriate for the US market, um, addressing some of the findings that K2 found. And that's a readily available asset. This mm. is, I mean, they've distributed this kind of public domain. It's not yeah. just for ANA members. I think it's a fantastic gift, Absolutely. actually, as a collection of three assets. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, I think the ANA have done a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've delivered this uh, and they've navigated this you know, very sensitive area uh, very professionally. Mm-hmm. And what they've left now, now that this project is concluded, yeah. are three very, very useful assets for marketers Absolutely. to be far better at media than they were 12 months ago.
1: So they've, they've provided a toolkit, right? So we have a, a framework agreement. Uh, arguably best in class framework agreement, yeah. you have guiding principles and you've got instructions on how best to manage your agency. Yeah. Uh, the challenge though is to negotiate and implement yeah. that contract. Yeah. Because
0: uh, it's all theory at the you, moment.
1: Yeah absolutely. And yeah. with the best will in the world, you know there's no agency in the world that will accept immediately the, the framework that, that the ANA all is bar when we know that from experience. Uh, have have created because it is it is really challenging and it yeah. is taking the agency and the holding groups to places that perhaps they haven't been before. Yeah. Um, so the challenge I think on the advertiser side is to absorb everything that they have and then come up with a really clear plan as to how they can then negotiate and execute the best possible contract for them.
0: Yeah, and um, and the contract, the UK contract, when that was released, they were talking about readdressing the balance empowering marketers, giving them more control, yeah. uh, and the contract was going to be able to do that. You'd expect then naturally, and we've reviewed the contract and it's pretty robust and it's a good piece of work, um, agencies are not just going to necessarily willingly roll over and accept all the terms in that. So as a marketer, yeah. how do you implement a good asset like that? Yeah, and. I'm assuming that you're also going to be in a long line of other yeah. members, A and A members, and U.S. advertisers yeah. queuing up now to implement this best practice. So what, they, what it is, it's a, it's a
1: framework. Okay,
0: so so uh,
1: advertisers should be looking to take best practice terms and elements of the framework, yeah. and then embed those within their existing contract, to, in order to improve it. So. I don't think it's designed to be taken as it is and then thrust in front of an agency. It is designed to be taken in piecemeal, based on what is important to that particular client, and then uh, absorbed within the the large kind of contract. But that takes expertise, and then conducting that negotiation is a critical part of, of any kind of process because yeah. you need to understand the areas that are most critical to you and you need also to understand and appreciate the areas where you can perhaps provide some concession. Yeah. Um, and that takes a plan. Uh, but if you get through that stage, your
0: terms and the position that you hold with your agency will be significantly stronger. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we find, I mean, in our work with clients that uh, you know, obviously drafting the contract language is, is obviously one small step implementing it is another but then also yeah. that's part of a much bigger you know holistic program typically mm-hmm. you know just putting in place the right contract um, or the standardized contract language is not enough it yeah. has to be developed bespoke for your particular requirements because everyone's every marketers demands and requirements of media agency resource yeah. Uh, yeah. it differs and they need to find or create the right environment or uh, opportunity with the agency in order to negotiate that. I mean, yeah. you want to negotiate on the front foot, and you say so you have to find the right, uh, the right time, the right opportunity, and the right climate mm. um, in which to negotiate that. And we've talked a lot about balance in a whole, an equilibrium in a
1: whole host of different areas. Yeah. And the best contracts that we have seen, and the most effective contracts, I think, we've probably been involved in, are those that champion the the, the rights and the causes of the client, but also appreciate that you know uh, the 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 elements that the agencies will also push back on. Yeah. So finding that common territory that doesn't compromise one
0: versus the other, I think, is really important. Um, there will be a lot of action. A lot of brands now have been perhaps waiting for these to try and. Uh, you know, really decide exactly how they were going to execute against the findings that the ANA have presented. Yeah. Um, we'll expect a busy summer, or maybe a quiet summer. People kind of reading and reflecting. There's lots of conversation already being generated from this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and perhaps towards the end of the year, we'll see brands really starting to try to implement better contracts. Yeah. One thing, but also really upscaling or upgrading their own internal capabilities. Yeah. Um, and you know, any inaction or inertia in this in this area is just going to leave a brand at a disadvantage. They've yeah, got to do something. I couldn't agree with you more. And and I think uh, slightly more holistically, I think that
1: you know this draws to a conclusion. I hope you know what has been quite a toxic and yeah. uh, disruptive 18-month period. Uh, and I think it has drawn to a close in a really positive way mm. because I think that uh, those guidelines are, are, are really fair and well considered. And I'm hoping that we will now find ourselves in an environment that uh, we can move forward in a really positive way.
0: Good. Well, on that positive tone, uh, that's all for this week. Please subscribe to the channel to be kept updated with new content. Um, But that's all for this week. Bye for now. Have a good weekend.